don't ever let opportunities pass. Take each one. Take each one. You are now tuning in to the Roughnecks Podcast with your host, Cole Nixon. Much love. Thank you for tuning in to the yet another episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Nixon. I try to bring on and interview successful people in the world of business, entrepreneurship, athletics, and coaching every week to share their stories and the lessons that they have learned. If you haven't already, be sure to head over to Instagram and follow us at Roughnecks Podcast and Twitter at Roughnecks Pod C1. We are also on Facebook at Roughnecks Podcast. Be sure to grab the bull by the horns, but let's get into this week's episode. everybody welcome back to the roughnecks podcast this is episode 37 and before i get into this week's episode i first need to apologize for not having an episode last week got a little busy with graduation and my job and i didn't get an episode recorded uh those are just excuses but working on making that up to my loyal listeners to try and make up for that here's my plan now i say this is my plan because obviously my plans don't always go the way i want them to but I will have a YouTube video before this episode comes out. It'll be an introduction video. And then I will also, instead of just one episode this week after this episode, I will have another episode probably on Thursday. So you can expect two episodes this week. And both of these episodes are planned. Once again, I said planned to be YouTube videos. So now we are moving from not even just, not just a podcast, but also YouTube videos as well. And we have one today and another one on Thursday. Like I said, that's the plan. Just picked up my shirts today. Well, actually, your guys' shirts today. Um, Chase Custom Designs finished up my shirts for me, and I will be getting those out either probably after this episode. The week after this episode is when I will be getting those out is when it will work out for me. But shout, once again, shout out Chase's Custom Designs. She does great work. Done all my shirts like the one I'm wearing right now. But I also still have some items for sale if anybody wants to – purchase if you're watching on youtube you can see we got the roughnecks koozie and i also if you're not watching on youtube you can see these on the instagram i also have the stickers i have the original roughneck sticker and the grab the bull by the horn sticker and also like i'm wearing right now the wristbands i got a black and a red Oop, there we go black and a red they say grab the bull by the horns if you want those just message me those are probably the cheapest names that i sell so if you want it let me know introducing my guest this week i have somebody that i played college football with that's where i first met him it was sterling the guy that always laid the boom from the corner position i, I learned a lot from because after you left i actually had to go play corner so that's <laughs> that yeah. uh i was definitely not as good as you were or trone like i i had a lot of big shoes to fill when uh, after you guys left but what's up man how you been Oh, man, I've just been living life out here, man, just doing my thing. Yeah, we uh, just talked. You're out here, out there in Hawaii now, that nice yeah. weather. Yep, got out here in February. Yeah, 
we were mentioning this a little bit before we started recording about how uh, you don't miss that Ohio weather at all. Absolutely not. Man. <laughs> that place, hey, gar- all right, I'm not going to talk down on it, but I'm going to talk down on it anyways. That place was garbage. Del- I mean, Ohio, Ohio State- is hard, though, because like Ohio, you could experience all four seasons in one day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was uh, like when I was a senior year, it was like negative 42 or something negative where they like say, oh, we can't go to class. And then literally the next day it was like 40. It was like yeah. chill. It's uh, like it, it'll snow one day and the next day just there won't be any snow at all. It makes You know no what sense. I get out of here? It's 70 degrees every day. I don't, <laughs> I don't need to figure out what I'm wearing. I just wear what I need to go. I, I'm chilling. It's so. hard to complain about that. So just to start off this episode, I like to give all my guests the opportunity to give a background on themselves, like where they're from and kind of like there's like the shortened versions of your journey. So just give us a little background about who Sterling O'Hara is. Oh, man. Uh, all right. So. Well, like, what am I saying? Like where I was born and shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, just like, like who you are. So like you went to Ohio Westland. You know what you did oh, after college and stuff like that. All right, all right. I was about to say I'm not. I don't know, but no, no. Uh, no, I'm from I'm from New Canaan, Connecticut. That's where I pretty much grew up for most of my life. Played a bunch of sports there. Went to Ohio Wesleyan. Played lacrosse. I got recruited to play lacrosse there, and then I was like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm good. Freshman year, then I played rugby, and then I played football my junior year and senior year. Um, and right now I'm in the Marine Corps, uh, I'm second lieutenant, uh, just got out of OCS in March of last year, got TBS in September, went to my schoolhouse for a couple months and then I'm out here now doing what I got to do. So first off, I just got to say, thank you for your service. I want to, you know, we just had Memorial day and I know that's people, it started to bother me because people don't truly understand like what Memorial day is and why we celebrate it. They think, Oh, you know, we have this day off because it's more, no, like there is a meaning behind that day and it is very deep. Like what that meaning is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like my family got deep roots in the military, you know, I'm the first, I'm the first officer, but like, you know, my mom was in the air force. My grandfather was in it. Like I could go on and on, but yeah, like a lot of my family's been lost in war and stuff like that. So it's a time for reflection, right? I mean, I do, don't get me wrong. I enjoy my day off from work. Yes, no I one's saying work. that. We all do. I do enjoy work and I don't mind it. It's just, you know, just take some time, right? Just give some like shout outs to some people that, you know, be serving. It's not, you know, people, people are there entitled to their own opinions and that's what I'm doing. So um, I feel that though. I, I get what, I get what you're going at with that. Yeah. So the first thing I want to ask you, though, is, you know, you from Connecticut, I always like to ask the out-of-state kids this because I'm always curious what their answer is, but why travel from Connecticut all the way to Ohio Wesleyan? Like, what made you choose Ohio Wesleyan? Especially, we've already talked, you don't even like the weather. <laughs> um, a lot of it, okay, all right, I'm going to be really honest. There's, there's two couples, two sides. One, my mother did not want to let me go very far <laughs> i was i was kind of i wasn't a party animal but i know i would not have succeeded if i went to florida or cali or something like that. so i know my parents were like oh let's try to not do that so but a lot of it had to do with the sports i mean the lacrosse team is 
they're filthy. They're good. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, like the year before I got there, they went undefeated that season. So, you know, I wanted to play lacrosse. I was pretty good. And I figured that was my best option. Um, so that's how that, that's really how it went down. Then you made that transition to the football field, though. The, the better – or, sorry, the better transition on the football field <laughs> is what I like to call it. I mean, they may they may have better records than us, but that's <laughs> besides the point. <laughs> but, yeah, no, nah, football was – it was – I was meant to play football. I mean, I love lacrosse. I'm, I'm good at it. Don't get me wrong, but football is where – that's where it's at, man. That's where I found my love for the game. Um, and he, it was funny – I don't know if you know about this when you weren't there, but when I think it was my sophomore year, uh, I don't remember which coach it was, Warrior, I don't remember who it was, but he went to my high school to recruit and he was like, oh, like you got any players? And my coach from high school said, you already have a football player out <laughs> And then I, next thing I know, I'm getting a call from coach, uh, from my coach from high school. He's like, hey, you're going to get a call. And I was like, what are you talking about coach? What, what, like what's going on? He's like, yeah. So essentially you're going to talk to the football coach out there. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> Literally two weeks later, I'm playing corner for <laughs> the football team. So dude, I'll never forget though. I don't remember. Cause what, you were two years ahead of me, I believe. So it would have been my freshman year when I, when you, cause you said you played junior, just junior and senior year football, right? Yeah. So it would have been my freshman year. And I never forget, like that freshman year, um, we're sitting there, you know, DBs lift together, and I'm watching, looking around, and all of a sudden I see you like repping out 225, and I'm like, hey, I'm hey. never gonna play here. Like I'm hey. screwed. <laughs> I, I was built for safety, but I was dealing with the freaking uh, with, with the brothers, those two, uh, Ben and Brad, and then Ryan too. It was really just the older brother, whatever. Yeah, but, ben. I mean, I looked at them like, well, I'm not. I'm not competing with six five, so. <laughs> and they definitely need had team. better speed than them. No offense, Ben oh. and Brad. They were the slowest safeties I think they I've were. ever seen. It was but, probably like three pounds of tape that they had on their shoes. That <laughs> really made them that slow. Yeah. But no, nah, I mean, I love corner and the coaches over there at the corner position. They were home, like. Dude, I've know. looked at the. That was like the one position that I've noticed, like, we have had some awesome coaches out of that position because you were there for Holiday, right? That was your senior yeah, year. That was first year. I mean, Holiday was um, – that was his only year, I believe. But Holiday played at Arizona, played corner at Arizona. Right yeah. now, we have Fankhauser, who was a walk-on at Ohio State. Now, he didn't mm -hmm. play, but he was, like, still – like, he yeah, – Still stud literally had Kerry Combs as his coach, like a stud yeah. coach. So like he's, he's dealt with some, and he's good friends with like Jeff Akuda, Jordan Fuller, like these big time people. So it, it's crazy that like, we've had some stud coaches out of in that position. Yeah. I will say holiday coach holiday, Devin holiday is probably one of the smartest coach. Like if not, like definitely one of the smartest coaches, if not the smartest coach I've ever had. Yeah. That man has, he made a six one, 200 pound man into a, in, and fit into the position that was made for like five nine five ten yeah my son more trone size that on yeah, the other side of you. like he was able to do that for me and his 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 knowledge of the game supersedes anything i've ever seen before that man 
like if I give a shout out, it'd be the holiday. And I, I still hit him up every now and then. Him stunting on Instagram, I'm like, hey, <laughs> stunting. But no, that, that I love that. I miss the coaches over there, man. It was. It yeah, was I look back because the year after you left, they had me transition the corner for just one year because we didn't really bring in anybody. And, you know, I went from safety. I played seven games, started seven games of safety, which going to that real quick, you made that transition, like, you know, that scared sophomore who had never played really in a college football game. Like yeah. you and Trone, knowing that – because me and Shane both were sophomores because Rubel and um, I forget, Mario both got hurt. So we yeah. had inexperienced sophomores come in, but we still had a sweet defense. Now – you and Trone definitely covered the safety's asses a lot. <laughs> We're not going to sit here and, and deny that. You gassing us up like we was the saviors, but I'm not going to say no, but you, I, I see what you're getting at, man. Nah, that was a lot. I remember seeing you guys out there, and we were – not that we were – I would say we were struggling, but we was the, – the people that kept coming down with injuries was just, like, consistently like, God. Like, like not that not him. We do not want to see him down. Like if, if me and Atron went down, I don't even know what would have happened. I don't even I don't even <laughs> I don't even, who was the backup corners? We didn't uh <laughs> I don't even know who we had that we says anything. Really I mean who I mean if they're still if they watch your podcast, they're gonna be butthurt, but I'm gonna be dead <laughs> ass. I don't care. Yeah, I, y'all y'all it was me and Atron, but no, yeah. I, y'all you killed it i remember saying like you would never you like show some tapes i'm like hey this man he's gonna get it like you were very versatile which is what which is what a good safety is and a good cornerback is wish i could have done that my uh, senior year but that's besides the point that was a weird year you know we only played three games yeah but anyway i going back to holiday you know, we're hyping holiday up right now but like i look back at it and I, no offense i'm not gonna say the coach's name they were it was a good coach but he wasn't a corners coach he was a receiver and that's who I had like when I transitioned the corner and I look I've even said this before if I had a holiday I feel like I could have been I wouldn't have been a you know awesome like stud corner but I feel like I'd have learned better technique and I'd have been a lot more patient yeah. and had it been a lot better but that just goes to show like I mean he left after he left Ohio Wesleyan he was at Illinois I mean think of, I mean if you think about it he came in for one year, right? And me and Atron were in all conference. Yeah. First team all conference. Like one year. That's all it took. He just came in and was like, yeah, I'm going to get these guys and I'm dipping to Illinois. Like that's a good coach. That shows that he literally gets results. You know and what I'm and saying? And he, no one was mad that he left. He deserved that. He deserves every right to be at a D1 school. I think he's at a D2. He's at Ashland now, I believe. But still, yeah. like he, he's a very good coach. Absolutely. I mean, whoever has them is lucky. Yes. Lucky. So I'm going to ask you, I'm pretty sure I already know the answer. You kind of already mentioned it, but why then did you join the military? Like what made you, what was that decision process like? All right. Uh, well, you know, when you, you're, <laughs> let's think about this, right? So when I was getting ready to graduate, I mean, it was two years in the making. It's, I started junior year this process. Mainly it was just, um, you know, my family, I have a rich history of family. I was in the military and I knew no one from my generation was going to do it. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'll do it. I don't mind doing it. 
so I kind of stepped up and was like, you know, I'll, if I can go the officer route, my mother said, I would not let me go enlisted, but you let me be an officer. And so I was like, all right, if I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be a badass about it. And I went to the Marine Corps, <laughs> you know, and it started junior year and it was a long, painful process, but a lot of it was just, you know, I didn't have a big plan, right? When I got my degree, it was a matter of like, okay, I have my degree. Now what? I get certified to be like a personal trainer. And then where do I go? Where do I want to do? Right? Oh, I feel you on that. Cause I just graduated and I got my degree and now literally I'm just in that, like, all right, now what am I supposed to do? Like now I got to go yeah. get a big boy job or do something with my life. Cause everybody's expecting you to right after you graduate, you know, what do you have lined up? What do you have lined up? I, exactly. Like I, that nothing really. I mean, I have a full-time job, but it's not with my degree. It's, but it's exactly. also going to get me through to the fall to where I can figure out exactly what I want to do. Yeah, a lot of it was that too. A lot of it was, you know, where do you, how am I going to use my degree? I don't even know, like, I don't have much time in that field. Uh, you know, I played sports, so I didn't get any hands on with physical mm -hmm. therapy or anything like that. I knew to get my master's, you know, trying to go that route. But the Marine Corps was able to, you know, give me work with the GI Bill. So when I get out, I'll be able to get my master's for free um, and get, you know, getting tuition assistance, which is another way of getting a degree. And then on top of that, I have four years of employment, uh, you know, and get to travel the world if I do, but you know, you get to travel. <laughs> <laughs> this depends, but uh, yeah, the benefits were just lining up. And I think at the time I was just thinking more or less, I need time to have a, to think about what I'm going to use my degree for. And actually if I'm able to go, if I am going to use it, uh, school, free school is pretty dope. Yeah. So. I don't think anybody should pass up free school. Like, and people are going to, I mean, and you said like, people are going to look at this and if they're in the military and be like, Oh, he, you know, he's just in it for the money or the schooling or he's not in it to like serve. A, I'm totally in it to serve the country. That's, that's goes well, without. like, yeah, that your, your family history shows that like it, yeah. it is you're in your blood, essentially. Like that is what you guys do. Yeah. It's not, it's not real. It's not me not wanting to serve the country. I do, but there are things that you consider when joining the military. It's not, you just don't blindly do it. Oh, my family's in it. So I'm going to do it, which is fun. Yeah. And if you, they yeah. do that, like they're lying. They honestly are lying. Like I mean, everybody looks at that. You always got to look at the benefits. I didn't see it coming. Never thought I'd join the military until my junior year of college. And I was like, I'm never doing that. Why would I do that? And then here I am. I lucked out because I was employed during COVID the entire time. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. if I didn't go to the military, I would probably be at home in Connecticut right now. But so I want to know what what's boot camp like? Like, what is that whole thing? You know, I gotta hear like because our topic uh, this month is toughness, and let's be real, that's uh, that's shows some toughness right there to go through all that. Ah shit! <laughs> all right, so um, you know, there's you know enlisted and officer routes, right? So enlisted, they go to you know Paris Island or San you know San Diego, right? And then officers, all officers in the Marine Corps. Go to Quantico, Virginia. I'll never go back. I <laughs> so it's one of those places that's like it's cool. I did that. Awesome. Hey, would you like to go back? Probably not, but it's all right. It's all cool. Right? You can say you were um, there. 
Yeah, but I would say that that it was it was a wake up call because you get a whole different kind, all different kinds of people, and a lot of them, you know, you get a couple priors, so they were enlisted going now the officer route, and you know, you think it's all about being physically big and strong, and being oh like oh I've been I went to college I played everybody played college like ninety percent of the people there play college sports you are not that like small number right mm -hmm. that and um you know the thing is so we our instructors our drill instructors were uh gunnies gunnery sergeants they they've they've seen some stuff they was not playing they was they was ruthless some good stories i mean i got plenty of stories like just getting yelled at telling throwing things left and right you know, the whole point of OCS is to get you stressed. Like, it's to stress you out. But for officers, it's to stress you out. But can you make decisions uh, while in that stressful situation? Mm -hmm. So that's why we have, like, big things, like, called SULIs or, um, like, SULI 1 and SULI 2 are just the big tests, big evaluations that you're out in the field for. You kind of do um, a whole day exercise. You barely get sleep. 15-mile hikes. Well, that was in TBS, but yeah, no, OCS, it's tough, but I'd say TBS, the basic school, the school afterwards, that's where my mental toughness was truly challenged. Like physically, OCS was like, it was just cold the entire time. It was a frozen <laughs> wasteland the entire time. I hated the cold more than anything. I was like, most of it's just fun and games. Like they're just like getting you disgruntled and you're just like, I stand still, be, ah, uh, uh, but when you get to TBS, or the basic school, which is right across the pond. Um, that's no joke. That's when you're waking up at 3 a.m. in the morning, hiking out to the range, eating, going on little sleep like that. That was tough. I'll say that one was probably tougher than me. What would you say was the hardest thing you had to go through? Like that tested like your mental toughness or your like just your toughness in general throughout either of those? Uh, for me personally, I'd say it was, uh, there's this thing where you have to do a patrol, right? We're mimicking a patrol, but for the day and, uh, you're out on the, you've been out in the field for like a day or two, I think. And you, uh, you have to, you, what you do is you make, uh, five paragraph orders, which is just essentially the way it's the, it's the way, the will, and the know-how getting the mission done, right? When you're briefing it to somebody else. And so usually you get a little mission, you write it up, blah, da, da, da. But the tough part is it was in the middle of freaking July. And I have never been more tired in my life. Like, <laughs> I, you're carrying on your gear. You're like, I just want to lay down. But, you know, you got five, five different missions going on, something like that. Um, from what I remember. And it was, that was tough because you just got to literally pay attention, right? Cause you're in a scenario that there's real enemy out there. There's really people out there trying to fight you back and it's all a tactical game and you're getting evaluated the entire time. Like everything I do is getting evaluated. So if you're falling asleep during a brief, like people notice that and you get hit and stuff like that. So, but 
Yeah, people say bad. like in college you learn how to survive off little sleep but it's nothing compared to like what i feel like what you guys go through <laughs> it's the it's the lack of sleep but the physical labor that comes behind it yeah you know and right it's like the thing like we do a 15 mile hike and the next day you got a full day it don't matter like you started your day at 3 a.m do a full full 15 mile hike and then at the very end, you know, you're like, oh, thank goodness. You think you take the day off? No, you got work to do. Get to the classroom. Yeah. You're, you're you can't skip away. class and take a nap. <laughs> like this, just like, oh, <laughs> just wanting to die. That sucks. <laughs> so with our topic in mind, I want to ask you some topic-related questions with our toughness topic. But I want to <laughs> ask you this, but what is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word toughness? uh toughness uh i hear man it's It's a tough question like i I feel like it's such a simple question but there's so many different ways you could go about it yeah because um you know one of one of the things that we learn at the in marine corps is like being mentally and physically tough it's not just one area right And a lot of people forget that toughness isn't just oh i got a boo-boo I have a bandaid on it and keep running. No, it's what do you do when all else has possibly failed? All options are off the table. There's nothing left, but what are you going to do, right? How are you going to push through? What's going to, what's pushing you to get to that next objective? And then physically, can you get to where you need to go? And you put that in everyday life, right? Like, oh, you know, any obstacle that passes your way. So toughness to me, it's more or less the capacity to push through the obstacles that have come your way, regardless of the circumstances that you find yourself in. So it's just a matter of pushing through, standing by what you, what you know. That's kind of funny how you worded that. And I like that because it, I look back at last month, our topic was adversity. And, you know, we've always, we've mm-hmm. continued to talk about you know, it's not the adversity that defines you. It's like what you do. It's like your character, your toughness, how tough you are and how like, cause your toughness defines your character right? in a way. So uh, how tough are you? How mentally tough and physically tough? Cause you could have different ones in both situations. Are you to get through this situation? Are you just, cause like the slogan of this podcast is grab the bull by the horns. Are you just going to lay there and let the bull like a bull rider like just tramp all over you are you going to get up and take control like are you going to be right. in control because only you can control your life nobody else can control your life for you they might throw obstacles your way but like like you said it's that whole toughness thing is can you fight through this like you're gonna get thrown some shit your way everybody gets thrown shit every single day and sometimes we think we have it bad but there's always somebody out there that has it 10 times worse than us right and it's like so how tough are you Are you just gonna let that bull walk all over you are you gonna get up and take that bull on right no i totally agree and you know like i said when i was at you know ocs it was cold like there were some days that you on you know you're watching rifles just sit there while everyone else is eating chow right and you're just standing there like this frozen And, you know, it's very easy to just kind of, you know, if nobody's watching, some people could get, you could, I never did, but you could get away with like going inside while somebody else stands outside. Like no one really would know something like that. But 
you know are you going to take the easy way out kind of stuff yeah you're cold are you gonna tough like you toughing it out are you gonna like you'd be like honest like this isn't the worst thing in the world right i feel like the cold definitely tests your mental toughness because the the cold makes you want to just give up like Uh, you know i live in ohio and i am so like i've lived here my entire my my entire life i'm used to the cold i still absolutely hate it (laughs) like with a passion I hate, I'll tell you this, I hate when people ask, oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Connecticut. I uh, went to school in Ohio. And they're like, oh, so you should be used to the cold. Nah, I still feel cold. <laughs> I know what cold is. Like, if it's cold outside, I'm grabbing a coat. <laughs> yes. Like, I hate that, man. The only people <laughs> that I think might be, like, legit used to the cold is if you live in Alaska. Like, th- those they people... Wearing coats, exactly. I don't yes, see them yes, going yes. outside like ah, oh, like it's twenty <laughs> degrees outside. No, like nah. I've seen those like documentaries. They're like, they're like, all right, I'm out here. It's negative fourteen degrees. Um, the gas tank is three miles that way. Right? Can't, can't really see it. It's straight on this little thin fishing line. But uh, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. It's like that's next level. <laughs> yes. So I want to ask you this, because we've kind of mentioned it, you know, there's a difference, there's mental toughness and physical toughness. Mm-hmm. Is one easier to have than the other, in your opinion? Mm. Mm. And can, can you be taught these things or are they like things that you're born with or that you learn? Like, what is your opinion on these types of toughness? All right, people that say that you're born with something or as an excuse, like there's, don't get me wrong. Let me, let me back up here because people are going <laughs> to be like, what? No, I think there's, there, there is times where you say, yes, this thing that I was born with has physically like uh, prevented me from being able to accomplish this. Mm-hmm. There, that is fair in certain cases, right? But telling me that like, oh, uh, I can't do this because of, you know, I didn't, I wasn't ready for it at the time or, you know, I wasn't mentally ready at the time. It's like, okay, I get what you're saying, but, you know, a lot of it is internal, right? If I had to lose, I was 220 pounds when I was a uh, freaking sophomore in college. I had to lose all that weight so that I could like start on a football field, right? Could I have played being 220? Sure, like could have, could have gotten away with it, but you know, is that the right thing to do? Or is it just me being like- Like you look at that, like, could you have played? Yeah, would you have been all conference? Who knows? Probably, like, probably, like, probably not, I'm gonna take that probably <laughs> not. But uh, which one is easier than the other? I would say it's neither. There's, they're too, they're too intertwined. Like you're, you can mentally be super strong, but if you haven't prepared yourself physically, then the point it'd be pointless almost because then you're going to start cutting corners. Right. If I'm like, Oh, like I can't make it another hundred meters. Then you're going to like, Oh, I'll send him. Right. Cause it's, you see how I'm getting at it's more intertwined for me personally. Um, So I wouldn't pick one over the other. They, you really should try it to be both to the highest level possible. And 
you know, there is no such thing as perfection, but you expect perfection from yourself. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. A hundred percent. Like if you're not striving for like, we will never reach it. No one will ever be perfect. That is like you said, it's not possible, but if you're not striving for it, then like, what do you, what are you doing with your life? What do you want to do? Like, why do you just want to be average? There's too many, I feel like there's too many people in the world that are like today that are just okay with being average. Like they're everybody who's comfortable. Now, granted, we need that in the world because otherwise we would have no exceptional. Like it's, it goes, (laughs) it's, it's the whole, um, whatever you call it, the chain food chain or whatever. I don't know how to say it, but you know what I mean? Like we need it, but at the same time, like I, it's hard. It's to look at people, you know, we see it in sports we've seen kids who come in and you're like, you have so much ability, but yet they're just fine with being average. Like, okay, like I'll be average. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Like DK Metcalf still works out. Yeah. Like, have you seen that man? Like I, <laughs> I look at him. I'm like, you're perfect. Stop going to the gym. You won. You made it. You're you done made it. But that man's still in the gym every day, you know? People like it's it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what you do in life. If you want to get it and you want to have it, look at any story that's out there, right? About people that have overcome literally anything to get, you know, to get where they want to be. I mean, there are certain things that can limit you, right? And there are a lot of the times it's tough to say, like, yes, right? Um, like when you're talking about like people from third world countries, right. Who aren't as, um, they're not, a, uh, have the availability for a lot of the things that we have here in the U S like, yes, they definitely, they're what they have to overcome is a lot, a lot, a lot more, right. Because of the resources that they're not, they do not have. Mm-hmm. And you do take those things into consideration. That's why I was hesitant to say like, Oh, well, right? Like I was physically born with this or like, I just don't have it. Like, that's why I hesitate. I was like, let me refrain. Let me explain myself. Right. Because those situations, right. You have to realize it, right. Like there's people probably in Africa, right. In different third world countries like Madagascar and other of these places that how are you going to get them? One of the fastest foods in the world, right. They could be just sitting in that Madagascar. You just wouldn't know. Exactly. Know. But, um, but that's not to say that, like, if we were able to reach out and help those people um, and help them, right, in different, with getting resources and getting them the education they need uh, to provide them, right, things would be different. People don't, yeah, people don't understand, like, they think, a lot of people think, all right, like, USA, like, only our country, you, there's this thing called the Good Country Index or something that I learned about this past year in my international business class, like, mm-hmm it goes off of how much these countries help other countries. Right. Uh, United States is very low on the, ri- the list. Right. Like countries like uh, Germany are at the top. Like it, and it goes to show like you're helping not, yeah, it's helping your country, but it's also helping the world. And we should right. all be trying to help the world like in some way possible. Like we in the United States, we have all the resources that we can wish for and we take them for granted so much i think like people don't realize what it's like you know oh i want some food and just DoorDash it or something like 
you really think they got that in like in certain countries in Africa? Like, no, they they have to yeah. walk three miles just to get something to eat, and then they yeah. don't have a refrigerator to even put it in, to, so, so they might not even be able to keep it. So, like, yeah. I, a lot of things get taken for granted, and I feel like that is a thing that is something in this country is not enough people give anymore. Everybody wants to take and not give. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's a problem. Even you know, I catch myself doing it. Like, it, it's crazy the amount of times like i just talked with um uh, my girl today about it she uh she does a lot of research like a lot of research she's way smarter than me (laughs) i swear i'm a dummy um but (laughs) she like and it's crazy she made she brought up a good point like the the differences right there's an education thing going on and she's talking about, she told me like, hey, right, why aren't we educating the women and children and we're just educating the men, right? Because a lot of the times, a lot of those countries, and I was kind of hearing her out, I didn't get the whole story, but from what I understood, like a lot of these countries, it's male dominated. And that's why I'm assuming that when she said that it's because those male dominated societies, right? The, oh, we'll build you a school, but we're not gonna let certain people in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a pain, I would assume, right? I don't don't quote me on this, please. <laughs> well, I'm just understanding. Do not fact I, check on this podcast. There's no reason to fact check on this podcast. Don't fact check me on what the statistics are, but what she well what she was referring to was like if you educate women and children, like there may or may not be. I think there is like statistics that show like those countries actually improve and they yes. actually are able to do more. And I was like, oh, that's actually makes a lot of sense <laughs> but yeah i don't even know where we're going with this but <laughs> i just learned that this morning so <laughs> so i got a couple i gotta i usually ask a couple questions right before the best segment of the podcast but i'm adding a new one and it's one that i'm gonna ask all my guests now these three questions get asked to every guest first mm-hmm. one is who is your biggest inspiration oh man my biggest inspiration uh i mean can it be two people i mean yes yeah, so you can let yeah oh it's so cheesy um probably my dad you know my 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 dad he uh my mom like it'd just be like right there my dad and mom because they put up with me <laughs> like, <laughs> well, i, I mean, feel like, you on that one my parents like, don't listen to this podcast sorry I, but I'm i feel you i'm just saying right i'm a i'm a home all right let me shut up <laughs> I was not a great kid in high school in terms of my relationship with my family. And I'll say it and I own it. Like I definitely made it difficult and it was tough for us and I was mentally struggling. But when I started getting my shit together, <laughs> it all changed. I was like, you were right the whole time. Why <laughs> were crazy. you right the whole time? I hate you. They're like, wow, we said one day you'd thank us. But no, they honestly, like, I mean, I hope that I've been blessed and I truly have been. Like, I know there's people out there that don't have, you know, um, like a family member, they don't have parents or all anything, any case like that. I truly have been blessed with parents that were able, that set one, able to sacrifice and drop anything on the dime for me and two, help me, um, you know, get to where I needed to go. They came, you know, they were not wealthy by any means growing up like i've heard their story a thousand times like i told it to everybody like they both were like they literally 
went like growed. Like how how is this? Am I saying this right? They I know um, what you mean. They started from the bottom, now they're here. Like that type <laughs> of thing. And then that type of thing. They did that. And like for me, like that just shows that, you know, anybody can do it. Like you really put your mind. My dad's extremely, he's a perfectionist, detail oriented. My mom's got a big heart, big, you know, big thoughts, big plans. And I think I was able to have both of them um, use that with me. So those two for sure. Shout if you out. could go back in time and tell yourself one thing, what would it be? Bro. <laughs> I know there's probably a lot of things. I swear, that's like three times a day. I'm like, you should have not said that. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> oh, you could go. All right. One time, you go back in time. Um, oh, <clears throat> I tell myself in high school, and I tell you this, go back in high school. My, I would have said sophomore year, go like stop cheating yourself in the gym for sure. I, Jesus, from when I met you, it didn't look like you ever cheated yourself in the gym. <laughs> I was 185 scrawny. I was scrawny. But I was good. Like I had, like you said, I had the abilities, but physically, I just was like, oh, I'll get by on ability. And I did well. I did very successfully on in all the sports that I played. But, oh, and I mean, go to the gym and do better at school. Stop being lazy. Like, stop. Yeah, that's hands down what i've said i would have said do your schoolwork just do the homework and you'll be fine you'll you'll, you'll especially in high school man it's so like literally all you have to do is your work and you just kind of get by i wish i wish i took that advice i <laughs> really not saying i'm i would have you know changed anything to where i get to today yeah but at the same time if i could go back i would tell myself like when i was a freshman in high school go to like not go to class like do your work. I went to class, but do your work and go to the gym. I think that, that would have been, that seems down what I said. Final thing before the best segment of the podcast, but what <laughs> are the goals of Sterling going forward? Oh, man. I, oh, well, <laughs> the goals is to make it through tomorrow without getting fired. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, my goals? Whew. Man, I really, oh man, I want to stay out here in Hawaii. I want to stay near the West Coast or stay in Hawaii. Um, but uh, also, right, with my career, just depends, you know, how the tides change, where I find myself in, you know, three, I'm out here for three years for my uh, tour. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, you know, my goals in life, really, to get my master's for sure. And, you know, once I get my master's, work from there. See if I can get maybe more degrees. Just get, keep on rolling with it. Then get some good jobs, right? Get some management jobs. And I don't know. Just definitely keep playing sports. Absolutely. <laughs> sports I don't play, never end. If I don't play sports, I quit. And, <laughs> uh, I'm actually starting. I'm trying to start doing a uh, uh, bodybuilding uh, competitions. So that should be starting next year. So we'll see how that goes. There we go. So now it's time for the best part of the podcast, which is Motivation Monday. Hey. 
Motivation Monday is where I allow my guests to give our Roughnecks listeners a little inspirational bump to set their tone for the Monday morning. Because this comes out every Monday morning at 10 a.m. besides the bonus episode on Thursday for missing an episode. So what do you got for Motivation Monday? Motivational Monday to all the fans out there. Here's what I'll say is that don't ever let opportunities pass. Take each one. Take each one. You know, my life, the way I thought it was going to turn out, did not turn out the way I thought. Each year. I keep thinking, oh, it's like, this is what I'm going to have planned. Like when you said, what are your goals? To me, I have ideas, but it seemed like I didn't think I was going to ever be in the military. And here I am. I didn't think I was going to play football in college. I was just going to play lacrosse. Well, that changed after a year. You know, I thought I was going to be a finance and accounting major. Literally went to health and human kinetics instead. You know, I could literally go on and on and on about all the times. Like I thought I had plans and that's, that shit just changes on the dime. You know, if your relationships isn't working out, you know, mine was working out with my family. And then here I am having like, like the best support I've ever had in my life. Right. I've never been tighter with my family. Like never count anything out. Take those opportunities. You know, don't sell yourself short on any time. Don't ever let yourself think that you can't do something just because. Right. And I keep saying it like, yes, resources and different things may prevent you from may create a bigger hurdle for you, but don't ever let that hurdle be too high. You know, always keep climbing, always keep grinding. There's always ways around um, situations, but I mean, take every opportunity. I just can't stress that enough. I, if I had to do anything again, I like, it would just be take more advantage of the resources and uh, those opportunities. That like kind of going what you're saying and like how I'm taking it at least is like, you know, take the leap. People, too many people like they have the opportunities in front of them. Take the take the chance because because yeah. you never know what's going to happen. You, you know, you get offered this job, but like you're afraid to give up this other job, but you never know. This could be your dream job. This could be. Yeah, you might have to take a pay cut, but this may be your dream job. And you could put that in a hundred million different situations, but take the chance sometimes. I'm not saying take every risk because there's risk involved in every chance like you have to weigh your options to make sure it's a good because it has to be an opportunity a good opportunity you can't just but don't let it joe delagrave guy i had on three four episodes ago he said like too many people sit on the sidelines and wait like wait for the opportunity and like let let it pass them by like just take those like you said take those opportunities take that chance and go get it take it by the by the horns right is that, is that grab the bull by the horns grab the bull by the horns dang i was close but yeah like dead ass dead ass i cannot be more serious like when it comes and i'll i'll wrap this with like into the military real quick right if you're in a situation and people are just shooting at you right and you gotta make decisions right like you and the thing is, if somebody next to you is injured and they can't do what they need to do to be a leader, well, the next person steps up and then you have to take that opportunity, be that guy that just be like, I'm taking control. Like, this is what we're doing, like in that split second. And it only takes a split second between life and death. And that's, you can apply that to anywhere. Yeah, that's not just military. That's in general. That's in general, everything. There's a logical way to go about things, but you sacrifice speed when it comes to using that logic. But at the same time, 
if you don't use logic, you may you are at a higher risk of um, you know negative outcomes. So, but with that, that's a wrap on episode thirty-seven of the Roughnecks podcast. Thank you so much, Sterling, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Um, be sure to rate and review and then subscribe if you're listening on something like Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, whatever it is. And then head over, after you're done with that, head over to YouTube. If hopefully this is on YouTube, it should be. And then subscribe and like the video if you enjoyed the episode. Then hit the notification bell so you don't miss any of the future episodes. Leave a comment on your thought on this episode. Hope you guys like Sterling. Plan on another episode this coming Thursday. But for now, you know the deal. Life is going to throw you all kinds of challenges like we talked about. Just like a bull, like a bull rider experiences with a bull. What are you going to do? Lay there, let it walk on you? Or are you going to get up and be a tough son of a bitch and grab that bull by the horns and take control of your life? Whoop that Until next ass. time. Exactly. Whoop that bull's ass. Until next time, Roughnecks out. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Roughnecks Podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to rate and review and then subscribe so that you don't miss any of our future episodes. If you'd like to contact me, you can message me on social media at Roughnecks Podcast on Instagram and Twitter at RoughnecksPodC1. Or you can shoot me an email at RoughnecksPodcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to grab the bull by the horns. But until next week, Roughnecks out. Oh, thank you.